welcome to another episode of Cinema Oblivia, your podcast for discussions on weird old movies and such. As always, I am your host, James Eldred. And who's back today? This is uh, Joe Oddbur, uh, also known as Fruit of the Loom on Twitter. Now X. Yes, I'm I'm also a fruit on Twitter, but in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a self-deprecating gay joke. Joe, uh, thanks for coming back. It's been a while. When was the last time you were on here? Was it, I... it was a gallo. No, I think it was no? last Christmas. It was um, the Peter Cushing heist movie. Oh, paid in, full. paid in full. Oh, no, no, not paid in full. Cats on Cat, Demand. Cats on Demand. Demand. That was it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I've paid in full came from. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming back. It's been a while. Um, this will no, also be a... Back. Yeah. This will also be a... Christmas episode, but not thematically. It's just it's going to come out around Christmas. No, it's not very Christmassy. This film. <laughs> no, it is not. Today we are talking. We, we, we will be talking about uh, the Italian connection from 1972. But uh, before we get into that, Joe, I like to always ask people when on here if they've been watching anything else interesting as of late. What's what what have, what have been in your viewing habits uh, lately? Oh, I don't get to watch much movies apart from. <laughs> YouTube stuff my kid wants to watch. He she, he he wants um, to watch the scariest TikToks all the time now. <laughs> He's four, so yeah, the scariest that. TikToks. The scariest TikToks, yeah. Um, although mm. since uh, we, we last spoke, I did my our mini mini festival, mini film festival, Joe Fest. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my selections were uh, Hands of Steel by Sergio Martino, which is a a cyborg um, arm wrestling movie. I know the poster. Good poster. Yes. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Street Law by Enzo Castelleri, which is uh, a Polizzicetto with uh, Man. Yeah. You're all you're all Italy all the time, aren't you? I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can be. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So what was the, what was the second one? What was that called? Uh, street Law. I've never heard it, of Street Law. What's Street Law? Street Law is basically Death Wish. And, you know, oh. people think, oh, it's a cl- an Italian clone of Death Wish, but it actually came out, I think, a little bit before. Um, 74. So, yeah, around the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Franco Nero gets uh, tied into a bank robbery. He's just an innocent man, and he decides to take revenge. But he's a horrible person. And <laughs> he does- Ooh, Franco Nero with the character. Franco Nero's character. And okay. uh, <laughs> I'm using the actor as well. But he dubs himself, and he's got this little squeaky, high-pitched voice with quite a strong Italian accent. So, it, yeah, he should have been dubbed by someone else, really. <laughs> uh, that's the guy who did, uh, that's Enzo uh, Cast, 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 Castellari, I think. Castellari. Castellari. He's made some garbage, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, He's also made some crackers. The Big Racket is one of my favorites, Polizzicetti. Yeah, we'll talk about those in a minute, but he's also made, he made the New Barbarians. Uh, oh, I've seen the New Barbarians. I like that. That's a silly movie, and the Bronx Warrior movies, which I like yeah. quite a bit, uh, and of course the original Inglorious Bastards. Yes, uh, and that that shark movie that got that got pulled from theaters, I think. Oh right, no, I don't know yeah, that one. Yeah, the one of Vic Morrow that was taken out of theaters because it was so much like Jaws that Universal sued and won. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Italy, gotta love them. Uh, speaking of Italians, I've been watching Columbo. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. Columbo. Oh man! So I bought the. There's a new box set coming out in America 
but I bought the Japanese box set because I live in Japan, um, which has every episode. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and I've never really watched. I watched Clumbo a couple times with my dad when I was a kid. Uh, I never really watched it before, but my boyfriend liked it, and we dove into that. And that has just been a uh, like I have not. That has just been the best comfort food right now because I have not been in the best health, and it's just each episode's about seven to five minutes long. Fantastic acting all around. Peter Falk is always great, and it's just been the best. And like, if you haven't, I'm sure everybody who listens knows what Columbo is. But if you haven't watched Columbo, you should watch Columbo. It's very yeah. good. It was always my favorite when, when I was a kid of these detective ones. I I like it because Columbo, it's like, it's like the star of the the, the movie is the murderer every time. So it's, yeah, you know, it's you know, so interesting. And Columbo is the outsider that comes in. Now, you never see, he talks about his home life. You never, as far as I know, see his wife until she's nope. played by... Uh, Kate Mulgrew. That's it, Kate Mulgrew in, in yeah. the spin-off series. Uh, but, um, and you see his yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I like it. We, like, we were... God, we're... Gee, we, just, we just finished the 20th episode. Uh, and who's been the best guest murderer so oh, far? Oh, I mean, for a while I had a hard time picking because, like, Ray Milan was really good. Ronnie McDowell was amazing. Just amazing. Eddie Albert was fantastic. Robert Culp was great and oddly sexy. Um, <laughs> I learned about myself there. Apparently I like I like men in polyester suits. Who knew? Martin Landau was good. Yeah. But I think the best one I've seen so far, the best guest, best episode was any old port in a storm where the killer is Donald Pleasance. Oh, right. Wow. Um, yeah. The victim is Gary Conway, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. Uh, that was written. That, the story of that is by Larry Cohen. Oh, right. Brilliant. Yeah, who directed, you know, It's Alive in Q. And Donald Pleasance plays like a wine, a, a winery owner and his half-brother, Gary Conway, not the best casting. Um, is gonna sell it so he kills him and it's really hard to explain just how Donald Pleasance plays a cold-blooded murderer who you sympathize with Mm -hmm. like you as it progresses especially you completely understand why he did that and (laughs) you might not condone it but you could like it's the kind of thing it's like yeah that makes sense like I, I get it and the ending the ending of that episode is just one of the best endings of any piece of narrative fiction I've seen in the past like 10 years. It is wow. just incredible. Uh, right up there with that one is the second pilot, Ransom for a Dead Man with Lee Grant, with, with Lee Grant as the killer. That's an amazing episode with a great ending. Yeah. And su- suitable for framing, which doesn't really have anyone famous in it, but the ending of that episode is one of the funniest I've ever seen in my entire life. I almost pissed myself. <laughs> um, just how how he catches the bad guy. It's hilarious. So yeah, Columbo, good good show. And other than that, I haven't been watching many movies because Columbo. I recently watched some old TV horror movies that I got from a Vinegar Syndrome box set that weren't very good. And I watched <laughs> I watched Surviving the Game for the first time in twenty years <laughs> with Surviving Ice T. Oh, that one. <laughs> Yeah, the Ice T movie. That was fun. And I watched we watched a failed TV pilot called Condor. 
which right? is a takes place in the future of like 1999, I think. It was made in '86. It stars Ray Weiss, who was the dad in Twin Peaks. Uh, oh yeah, I love it, Ray Weiss. Yeah, he's horrible in this. Is he? Because <laughs> well, he's well, it's not really his fault. His character is just you just want to. He's the protagonist, and he sucks. He's so horrible. Um, but it has a really small role by James Avery. That's oh, right. Uncle, yeah. Uncle Phil. And if you want to see moderately skinny, moderately not bald James Avery, yeah. uh, Leland Palmer. It. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was it was stupid. Uh, it has a robot lady. Um, <laughs> but she had this woman named Wendy Kilborn who was in like four films, and somehow I've watched two of them this week. Yeah. She's also in Calendar Girl Murders, which, which don't watch Calendar Girl Murders. That was not fun. Uh, I do recommend uh, that, that Vinegar Syndrome box set with TV horror movies. There's one called Child in the Night from 1990 with Joe Beth Williams and Poltergeist, Tom Skerritt from Tom Skerritt, um, Darren McGavin, and Elijah Wood's first movie. He's nine years old. Wow. And that movie's fucked up. That movie's What's really fu- The Child in the Night. Child he, of the In night. the opening scene, Eliza Wood witnesses his father get murdered by a guy with a fish hook. Right, <laughs> and <laughs> it gets more fucked. That movie gets. If you want it, it has a has a he has repressed memories, and in the repressed memories, he's Peter Pan. And if you want to see Eliza Wood dressed as Peter Pan, watching Captain Hook fuck his mom, <laughs> I do. I would. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, watch that. Yeah, um, that kid needs all the therapy. Um, that was entertaining. That was that was all right. But anyway, I. Uh, we're not here to talk about Eliza Wood's uh, trauma. We're here to talk about Italian crime films. Yes. We, today we're talking about the Italian connection, a.k.a. La Mala Ordina, a.k.a. Manhunt, a.k.a. Hired to Kill, a.k.a. Hitman, a.k.a. in a terrible title, Black Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's a black guy in the movie, I guess. Um, Joe, this was your pick. This uh, was my pick. This, this, this is a genre your... I love. Yeah. So what genre is this? This is a uh, Polizio Tecci. Which are okay. basically Italian Italian crime films, mostly from the the early seventies. Okay, and so this is something I know nothing about. Everyone. Yeah, I I have seen now that I think about it, I have seen one uh, Black Sunday. Black Sunday that was that I, the John I, Frankenheimer one. No, 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 that's, that, 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 not Black Black Saturday. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, it's one about a bank robbery. No black, no that no black, not the not the horror movie Black Sunday. I forgot the name of it. It was a, um, it's not the best movie. It was a the you know it's a bank robbery movie. Um, things go bad. The ending has a rape scene that has hardcore inserts. Um, right. I forgot. It was not not a fun film. It kind of took me off the genre. But you recommended yeah. this one, and it got me back on it. So, oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, talk. You know, uh. Again, this is a genre I know nothing about. So, Joe, uh, educate me and the audience about um, this Italian word I can't say. Polio, polio, polio. Polizio Tetsi. Polizio Tetsi. So, tell people about Polizio Tetsi. Well, this is uh, one of these genres that Italians had. I mean, this is coming off the back of 
what we call spaghetti westerns. That that was kind of fading. And in Hollywood, which the Italian cinemas were quite often just copying, uh, <laughs> yes, um, it was it was the action film, and it really kind of started with movies in in seventy two that this one was. I mean, it was starting before they were already making some action films, but Dirty Harry uh, especially uh, was was huge uh, in, in mm-hmm. Italy. I think partly because Clint Eastwood was in it. And of course, Clint Eastwood was the biggest star in spaghetti westerns as well at the time. So um, they started basically just uh, making their own versions of uh, big, you know, big Hollywood movies, you know, getting the mm-hmm. idea, but with a very Italian sensibility because Italians at this time are going through a horrible period uh, of political unrest. They called it the, the Anni di Piombo, the, the years okay. of lead, which had a lot of... Um, terrorist attacks both by the left and the right basically trying to blame the left there was attempted coups there was also a lot of gang violence as well okay. and police corruption and a lot of paranoia and cynicism among people about about the system about mm. you know criminals getting away with it and basically you can't trust the police to to deal with it so that's where that's all coming from that that whole dirty harry idea of you know the system is is against the people and you need someone that's going to basically cut through the law and get proper justice done. It's just a huge idea in Italian films. But they also you know, talk about what, what the ramifications of that. There's a great film uh, later on, um, a Fernando de Leo film, uh, Shoot First, Die Later. <laughs> great title. Cool. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. And uh, if you have a look at the poster, it's the best poster I've ever seen. Shoot um, First, what is it? Shoot First, Die Later. I mean, that's, the right, that's the right order. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the poster. The Whoa. Yeah, I want that in a t-shirt. That I mean, that might get you kicked out of some places, but yeah, that's a good that's a good poster. I found the movie I saw was Bloody Friday. Bloody Friday, yeah, I don't know that one. I'll have to, to look at that one. Because up. it's German. So I was wrong. But yeah. it was co-written by Fernando de Leo. Ah, was it? Yeah, he wrote he Ooh. co-wrote quite a few. Yeah. Who, who directed and co-wrote this film. So that's why I got it mixed up, I guess. That makes yeah, sense. Right. explains yeah. part of it. It is very... Well, a lot of them were, were funded by Germ- Germany as well, so a lot of these were co-productions as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, from what I know about these films, they tend to be incredibly violent. Yep. A lot of car uh, chases. Car chases, and the violence is not stylized like in Giallo. It's like, these motherfuckers get murdered. Yeah, that's right, like, yeah. There's fist fights and gunfights and occasionally bazooka fights. Um, yes, there are bazooka fights. Yeah. Yeah. What's the one with Henry Silva with the bazooka? There's two Henry Silvas oh. with a bazooka that I've bazooka. seen. Both, okay. Both Amanda Leo. There's uh, the boss, Il Boss. Um, okay. Amanda Leo made after this with Henry Silva, and also um, Fernando De Leo's last film, Killer Contra Killers, where okay. Henry Silva kills people with uh, a bazooka a blowpipe, and his private zoo full of wild animals. I am watching the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, it's um, a crazy, crazy film. Yeah, because I love Henry Silva. But this movie is Italian Connection. We didn't really say what it's about. It's kind of a, it's a strange story. It's, it's, it's two hitmen yeah. go to Italy to kill a pimp. That's right. It's actually a very simple story. Uh, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, yeah. Uh, there's a little, a little, a few twists and turns, but yeah, for the most part, that's what it is. And we've mentioned the creator's name. That is a Fernan, Fernan, Fernando de Leo. Yep. And uh, uh, 
he's a cool looking motherfucker. You've seen. Yeah, he is a cool looking motherfucker. He is very Italian. Uh, what do you know about Fernando de Leo? Well, from your know, I didn't realize. Well, he studied law first. Uh, yes, yeah, his, yes. <laughs> his parents well, were lawyers. He went to law school, dropped out to go to, go make movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was reading is he was a big fan of uh, film noir. That was his big. Um, you can tell. Yeah, influence and absolutely, you can tell. I mean, this one and the film we did it beforehand, Milan Caliber Nine, are just. You know, very much in that in that vein. In Milan Caliber Nine, even even more. It's just like a proper old kind of style noir film. But you can get that in a town connection too. There's a lot of the, the Don Siegel's, the killers, and things like that in that in this film. Okay, yeah, and he made a ton of these movies, right? He made, yeah, he did, uh, and and different genres as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he is one. I'd say he's one of the best, one of the very best uh, of these Polizia Tecci directors. His films and are lo- mixed, but. Always interesting, always always fun. Got a bit of humor in it, and you know, plenty of action as well. Yeah, and if 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 this one's any style, amazing. If this one is any indication, amazing seventy style. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, oh you've man, got all the lapels the- in this movie, just mm, uh, gorgeous. That's, and the seventies yes. music as well. It's it's yeah, it's very seventy, very cool. I, yes. I love and, you know, the outfits are are amazing generally. You know, especially oh, Henry if- Silva's shirts in this movie. Oh, like, I like Woody Strode's um, tweed jacket. I'm I'm distracted whenever Willie whenever Willie Strode's on screen. I'm distracted by Willie Strode's arms. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that dude's fucking huge. But we'll get to him in a minute. But uh, Fernando Leo also apparently, although he's not credited, co-wrote A Fistful of Dollars and For a Few Dollars More. Yes, that's right. Uh, um, yes, lots of these direct, lots of these directors in the seventies kind of started up working on these films with C.R.G. Leon, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Argento did too, right? Yeah, Argento did he co-write as well Once Upon a Time in the West? Or was it... He worked with Leone. I know he did. A lot lot of... Everybody did. Like, it was like the thing to do. So, yeah. And the other screenwriter on this is Augusto Finocci, who I don't know much about, but he did co-write the Jess Franco Count Dracula film, which I own and have not watched yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you said this is based on a story by a guy named Giorgio. I'm not even. I'm not doing that. Giorgio Shevchenko. Now he's from Ukraine, actually, but uh, moved. Oh, over really? To I've I, I've been reading his short story collection, Milan Caliber Nine, in oh, Italian. Really? I'm learning Italian. Oh, wow! 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 Look yep. at you. <laughs> I've got two years. I've got two years on. Uh, oh, unfortunately, Duolingo, but it is unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <I get> <laughs> Duolingo Japanese, don't do it, everybody. If you think you're learning Japanese, you're not. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> Just trust me. The pronun- that thing does not know how... that I, I tried that off and on for the past 10 years. It uh, still does not understand how... Uh, it doesn't understand that the, one of the most simple letters in, in, in the Japanese alphabet can be ha or wa. And right. it just uses the wrong one every time. But anyway... Maybe I'm getting wrong in Italian. I haven't tried it out in a real Italian. You're yet. reading a book in Italian, so you're doing better than me than I am in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, yeah, it's based. It's, these are short stories. The one I'm reading now is about two American hitmen that go over, um, and that's just all that's happened so far. That sounds familiar. Very. Yeah, they're told to be very American. Although, interesting, the book says, "Don't put your feet up to the table." They don't like it, etc. Rather than do put your feet up to the table, so they're saying be gentlemen, you know. Whereas mm. this one. It's very different. Don't be gentle. And this is the, this is the, we'll get into all that later. But, um, we'll get to that yeah, in a minute. Yeah. Enko, um, wrote lots of short stories about Italian underworld, 
um, Milan Underworld specifically. And yeah, he's, Fernando De Leo has uh, adapted a few of his books, including uh, Naked Violence, which was quite an early Palizio Techo, about a teacher that gets horribly murdered by a bunch of her students. Uh, and also Milan Caliber 9, which came directly before this, which has a lot of the same um, cast in it. A, a, kind of a similar feeling and possibly an even better film than this, but not as crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, this movie is pretty crazy. Yeah. And yeah. one more behind the scenes person I want to mention who I did not know by name, but I recognize the music is Armando. You want to <laughs> give it a try? Let's have let me get my notes back up here. Armando Trova Trovajoli. I'm so I'm so sorry. Look, people, I can barely speak English and Japanese. Yeah. So exactly. don't yeah. don't and I teach English. How, how how irresponsible is that of me? Uh, but like I I I, I focus so much on Japanese pronunciation. Don't get me going. Don't I can't learn any European ones. I'm done. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Any Trova idea That's really easy. Armando Trovajoli. Okay. Well, yeah. good for you. <laughs> uh, his music's all over the place. Like, his music has been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I don't know what episode. I'm not a big Curb fan. His, his music's in Kill Bill. His music is in Get Smart. His like uh, wow. he must have done a lot of he must he has a lot of p- good pieces. Um, and the music in this movie is pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. it's not as good as Milan Caliber Nine as well. So that might be the one you have to watch yeah. next. I have to watch Milan Caliber Nine. Sounds, yeah. sounds like a gooder. But yeah, his music wasn't Kill Bill because, as you can probably imagine, this genre of a film. This film in particular, fairly mm-hmm. influential for Quentin oh, Tarantino. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good to that. So, in front of the camera, uh, we'll get to my favorite person second, but the, I guess the star of the film, kind of, yeah. is uh, playing Luca Canali, which sounds like a pastry, <laughs> but he's not. He's a pimp. Uh, is played by Mario Adorf. Yes. Who's a uh, German. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was shocked he was German. He's he's like half German, half Italian, I think. Yeah. But he looks like in this movie he is the most Italian person. This Very movie is Italian, full yeah. of and I, like I, I I watched another Italian movie recently. I forgot what it was, but everyone was gorgeous. Uh, this movie not so much. These are some like greasy ass mafiosos in this yeah. movie. <laughs> like everyone looks like they're covered in slime. Uh, I think he looks quite smart, but yeah, definitely greasy. Yeah. Yeah, he is greasy. Yes. Yeah. He's fairly yeah. smart. He looks a lot better than the bad guy Italians. Definitely. Yeah. And their noses with a holy shit. Um, there's some impressive noses in this movie. Like I'm like make Pete Townsend's nose look small. Like just like <laughs> real good ones. Uh, but this guy um was apparently yeah, a pretty Mario, big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Ardorf is a great actor. Again, he is the standout um kind of like supporting actor in Milan Caliber Nine. Mm-hmm. Um and he was quite a big star, actually, uh, you know, for years in Italian TV and, and cinema. Uh, he was also in uh, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, uh, the you know, breakthrough film. Um, yeah, really, really good actor. And in this, he does his own dubbing into English. And, uh, he, of course, he does his own stunts as well, which is quite, you know, significant in this film. Yeah, there's some amazing stunt work in this movie. Uh, he's very good in this. His dubbing is very good. I watched this twice. So yeah, before we forget, this is on YouTube. Uh, yeah. If you want to watch it. That version is edited, though. 
Ah, right. Uh, I watched a couple of different versions. I watched the, the kind of Italian dub and the, the English dub on YouTube. Yeah, the, I watched the Italian dub by renting it on Amazon, and that's that has some extra scenes with some, like, anarchist clubbies, club goers, <laughs> like communist. I don't know what. And there's an right. extended... Uh, you know what? I missed that bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must. I think I've seen that bit, that version before. But I was reading about this book, and I'm like, I don't remember any anarchist clubbies in it. Hippies, I must have missed that bit. All right. And okay. there's an extended scene of Luca Canali kind of going off at one of his one of his um prostitutes who's completely naked. Right. When just lying in bed. That version is not in the version on that scene is not in the version on YouTube. And I'm gonna be honest, I preferred the shorter version. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it has a better pace. The dub yeah. is fantastic and it's I it's for me more entertaining than, than watching it in Italian. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. It's really good. So yeah, if you want, you're not missing too much unless you're a big fan of. Um, look, I'm sick. I'm just gonna be crass. If you're a big fan of '70s Bush, um, <laughs> then watch the fight, track down the uncut version. Otherwise, I I'll, I'll, track it I'll track it down. Okay. okay. <laughs> I am not. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. Uh, um, Mario Adolf was apparently almost in um, the Wild Bunch and Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. turned them both down, thinking they were both too going to be too violent. But he's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Wild Bunch is more violent than this film. This is true, yeah. But The Wild Bunch is more violent than most films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's also in The Tin Drum, which is like... Yeah, yeah that's, real... that's what he's famous for, apparently. That's a real movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, that movie's illegal in Oklahoma. Wow. Why is that? Yeah. Um I have not seen the Tin Drum, so I don't know exactly, but there's apparently a scene that it appears to involve a minor having sex. Right. Um, of course they're not, because it's the people who made it weren't monsters. But no. um that's enough to get a banner in Oklahoma. It was at wow. one point banned in Oklahoma. But getting banned in Oklahoma is really easy. Okay. <laughs> I used to work for a company, I used to work for an online retailer that sold pornography and dildos. And right. uh, you couldn't ship any porn. Sorry, mom. You couldn't ship any porn that had fisting in it to Oklahoma. Right. Oh. Okay. And you couldn't ship certain dildos. I forgot what the what the cutoff was. <laughs> but some <laughs> some dildos we couldn't ship to Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm that's, I don't know. diameter. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. Anyway. The real star for me of this film is um, Henry Silva. Yeah. Yeah, he's great in this. Listeners of this podcast might know from Alligator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in Above the Law <laughs> um, and Dick Tracy. But he was kind of the go-to dude. He was the kind of the go-to American for Italians, right? Yeah, he was. He he made a lot of these uh, Polizia Tenci films. Um, mm-hmm. Ross, Almost Human. Yeah, he was, um, and another one I've mentioned earlier, Killer Vault Contra the Killers, which are a lot later. Um, yeah, he was he was a very much at a go to, and he was kind of Italian descent as well. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he spent quite a lot of time in uh, in the seventies in in Italy. Who did? Who made more Italian films, him or John Saxon? Oh, I would probably say Silva. I think. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Was he ever? Was he ever a good guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He was a good guy oh, really? in, in Almost Human. He plays the police commissioner who's after the the most 
filthy scumbag criminal ever, played by Thomas <laughs> Millian, which is okay. a great film. Roberto Lenzi. <laughs> okay, because he's a great heavy in this. Oh, uh, yes, definitely. Super, he, he plays a great, just like, muscle. Like, yeah. he's, he has no personality. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of horny. That's pretty much his personality trait. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of horny and kind of violent. Not kinda. Yeah, quite very violent. Yeah, very violent, kind of horny. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great. I I, I remember him from uh, Manchurian Candidate. The, the I've never seen that. Oh, it's a cracker. Well, he plays a Korean in that. A Korean heavy. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Um, um. And he was, I think he must have been friends with Sinatra because he was in Ocean's Eleven and a couple yeah, of these. Yeah, he was, he was, he was Brat Pack. Pack adjacent. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, not Brat Pack, not Brat Pack. He was not friends with Milo Estevez. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> as far yeah. as I know. Maybe he was, who knows? Um, playing his cohort, uh, Frank Webster, is Woody Strode. Yeah. Is just built like a goddamn brick shit house. Yeah. Um, he doesn't say much. He's brilliant. I, I love him in this film because he's just he just glares at everything, and it's such a such a glare. It's amazing. Yeah, an amazing face. Um, amazing, amazing biceps. Yeah, um, he was one of the first Black Americans in the NFL. Like, um, yep. and he was a decathlete uh, back in like the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I I think I sent you the the, the photo yeah. of him, the picture of him, or the painting of him naked for the the Berlin Olympics, which the Nazis banned. So he's been banned by the Nazis, which is pretty cool. His ass was so amazing <laughs> that they couldn't they couldn't deal with it. Um, yeah, he 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 seems like an interesting guy. I think this is the only film I've seen him in. Uh, I'm I've seen him in quite a few of these John the John Ford westerns, and in fact, he was oh. a really good of john ford and basically nursed him in his last last few years of his life oh interesting i didn't know that huh yeah, yeah he's 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 really he, like you say he doesn't do much here like in terms of like talking um but he has an aura to him and he's intense yeah very intense he, he doesn't drink he's a teetotaler in this mm-hmm. yeah he is there to get the job done yeah Unlike unlike Henry Silva, who wants to have a good time, uh, Strode is like I'm, I want to kill this motherfucker and go home. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, I have seen him in a few films. He is in apparently he's in the quick, he's in the Quick and the Dead, which must be his last movie. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's in Vigilante, which is not very good. Um, he's in the um, Mario Van Peebles Western Posse, which is also not very good. Um, yeah. And he's in a film I now want to see called Black Jesus. Black Jesus is he? Black he Jesus. Is, he is the. He, he, it would appear to be the titular character, and he's not wearing a shirt. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to add this to my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> not my type, but damn, uh, impressive. Yeah, he, he's he's great in this, and then not many other like people who get a lot to do in this movie. I would say. Well, I would say Adolf Adolf Chelly. I really like in this film. Who's okay, the, yeah, yeah, the body yeah. from Thunderball? Oh, so uh, I've never seen Thunderball either. Ah, it's rubbish. But um, Adolf Chelly's <laughs> in this. Thunderball so dull. I love I love Bond films, but Thunderball is a bit of a drama. I love looking at actors who play James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> but the films themselves, I'm not usually a fan of. Like, um, 
you can give me Daniel Craig and or Pierce Bronson in a well-fit suit seven days a week, but they don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I tried to watch some of the Roger Moore ones. I couldn't do it. I, I watched uh, the one oh, with Grace yeah. Jones. It was terrible. Um, oh, yeah, they're all terrible. But Yeah. Uh, and I, I just don't like the Daniel Craig one because they're too goddamn serious. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There. I quite like the last one because it, it did go very, very silly. So and I, I okay. actually like I can't remember Maybe. what it was called. No time to die. Most yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but he is in um, Days of Di- Days of Diabolique. He is, yes, yes. Uh, and which is a great yeah. movie. I love that one, and it's a mm-hmm. oh, great ending as well. Yes, the best movie that was ever on Mr. Science Theater. Oh right, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know what the hell they were thinking because that, that that movie is fantastic. Um, he is good in this. He also has a hella nose. What's that? Sorry, his nose. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of yeah. nose. Yeah, he does. He, he, he does. Yes. I also I thought it was funny. He had back to back roles in a film in films called Who Killed the Prosecutor and Why, and then <laughs> yes, yes. Who Saw Her Die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's Italy in, never these films. Yeah. Italy never got the memo. It's bad luck to end a movie in a question mark. Oh no no they love it. There's yeah, one. Yeah they love it. His Italian title is uh, "Was there ever such a bastard as Inspector Cliff?" <laughs> Was there? Do they do, do they answer the question? <laughs> nope. Oh man! The, uh, the English title is uh, "Super Bitch." <laughs> That's better. I know. <laughs> They're both good. They're both good, but it's like if you think like in America, like who framed Roger Rabbit? It's not a question. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a statement. Um. It's bad luck to end a movie in a question mark. I don't know why. I did not uh, know not, that. Yeah. And then I guess the only major real female character in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the most um, progressive film in that part. Is uh, um, Eva, play, or Eva, played by Luciana Pazuli. Yes, um, that's yes. Pulitzky. Also on Thunderball. Uh, yeah, that's right. She's uh, Volpe in Thunderball, who I think is, is uh, Largo's mall. I'll take your word for it. I don't know any of those words. <laughs> you know, like a gangster's mall. I know, I know that part, but the rest of it, yeah. I didn't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen her in the Green Slime, which is terrible, and um, Ninety Nine Women. Okay, yeah, which Don't know that. is a very early woman in prison film. Oh, uh, right. It is one of the sleaziest films I've ever seen, and trust me, people, for me, that really means something. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, okay, that's it, on my list. Don't watch the hardcore version. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Don't make my mistake. Um, right. It is, it's not bad. I'm mean, going to have to watch it again. I, I, I watched it like 20 years ago. and I, I watched the hardcore version, and I was like, oh, didn't know that was there. Um, that's a lot of that in one frame. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, she's still alive, too. Uh, yeah. He's still kicking it. I don't think he's working that much anymore. I think he, he, has, he retired in the seventies. I think she married somebody rich. Okay, so she's you know, very good beautiful. For, she really is. She, I mean, and she's actually very good to, with what she's got. Oh, she's great. She has a great look to her. Her attitude's really good. She looks amazing. All the women in this film are gorgeous. Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm gay. But I'm not fucking blind. This very good-looking woman in this film. Um, the men not so much. <laughs> you can tell. No. You can tell it's made by straight men. 
Um, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you look at the thumbnails on, on like IMDb, like all of the women in this are like, Jesus, like um, the one who plays someone named Nana, I think that's the main prostitute, maybe. Uh, that's Femi, B- Femi Benussi. Her thumbnail on the IMDb, that sweater is painted on. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know how she's wearing that. So yeah, a lot of gorgeous women. I mean, like Henry Silver's a good looking guy, I guess. And um, Woody Strode is Woody Strode. So yeah, but yeah, this movie is full of amazing women in see in see through see through blouses. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't. Is that why I like it? It's part of the reason. Well, it I helped. think that's definitely part of the Italian Italian thing. Is oh you know, yeah, beautiful women in <laughs> you know great seventies outfits. Beautiful women in clothing that they could not wear in public in the real life. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, what was that movie? Um, well, that movie with that that uh, Bava movie with everyone's on the lake getting killed. I did an episode about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve, Bear Blood. That one. Yeah, yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. The um the the that many that skirt that one girl wears. <laughs> it's like it's like you couldn't you couldn't you would be arrested, not just in Oklahoma. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Again, it's on uh, the better version of the film is currently on YouTube in America. If you're in America, anyway, uh, I don't know. In Japan, obviously, for free. So I don't know if that's legal, but it's there. So hey, go for it. <laughs> I noticed that m- most of the cast, their their pictures on Wikipedia are stills from this film. Yeah, I did that. Too. Yeah, presumably, yeah. presumably that's because there's there's no there's nobody claiming the rights to it, which is again presumably why it's not been taken off. Well, there's quite a few Italian films, but maybe that's the reason that nobody owns the rights to these. Italian copyright law is fast and loose, man. Right. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it really, I guess really, that yeah. goes both ways. So this movie just starts out immediately mm-hmm. yeah. with the lay of the plot on the line. That's right. And this is the this is basically the plot from I mean, this is largely taken from the short story. They've got Cyril Cusack, who's a great kind of uh, Irish theater actor. Mm-hmm. Um but he in this plays a very odd-looking American gang boss yes. telling this pair of hitmen, Frank and David, to go over to Italy, to Milan, to kill a pimp that they think has stolen some drugs from, yes. from the outfit. Um, and, and he says, make an example of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, 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 you know, go there, do it, make it dirty. You know, uh, yeah. let everyone know you're there. Let everyone know what you're doing. Go to town. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is to make. This is sending a message. Yeah, send a message. And the the, the hitmen are, as we said before, Woody Strode and Henry Silva, and they are totally cool with that. <laughs> they're like, okay, let's. They, they're hired because they are hired because the the movie says they were in Italy during the war. So yes. they're Italian. Yeah. Yes, uh, and Henry Silva's family is Italian, apparently, in the movie and in real life. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, then it cuts to the the pimp. 
Uh, and <laughs> yeah. and what looks like a field. Yeah, he's in he's he's in a, he's in a, a very pastoral field field with 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 prostitutes. Um, and I have never seen one man pimp slap so many people in one scene in my entire life. Yeah, not just pimp slap, headbutt as well. Headbutt. He's a good headbutter. Yeah, this is foreshadowing. There will be Foreshad- more headbutts in the film. Yes, his headbutt. <laughs> I like the the idea of a foreshadowing headbutt. Yeah, <laughs> this headbutt's going to come to play later. Uh, this headbutt will remember this. <laughs> I, and then they go to Italy, and Eva is like the handler. Yeah, she's her? been sent there by um, the local mob boss, yeah. you know, to say, look after this pair, do anything they they want. Um, and she's she's a she's a real professional. I'm a little confused about one thing. So, okay, a few things. Um, yeah, in the real world, the Italian mafia has is the, is the big mafia. Uh, I don't. I don't know how it works. Okay. I think possibly by this time the American mafia had uh, authority over the Sicilian mafia. I don't know. Maybe not. Because it's, these are movie mafias, though. I know. I know. I know. But uh, because Henry Silva and and Woody Strode, they really just run right over these assholes when they're there. Like they just they just don't give a fuck about them. Um, yeah. And the version of Italy in this movie is like. Maybe a fuckson of the pop of the time, really skeevy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you meet you meet Eva, and she's talking about two underage prostitutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Content it's, warning: uh, we're, we're not going to be talking. I don't think there's any in the version of the film we're going to talk about. I don't think there's any sexual assault, but women are not treated well. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they show up, and I love the scene in the hotel room when Henry Silva is wearing his bathrobe. Yes. And <laughs> Quite a he's, bathrobe. he's sitting with one leg over the arm of the chair. Just basically, I mean, I think you can see he's wearing underwear, but I think the implication is he's not. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, hey. I don't want you to stick around. <laughs> you want you to stick around? It's like I got something. Um, and Woody Storms is not happening. He doesn't give a fuck. But uh, he's just so gross. <laughs> just look at the, like, I hate it when I like a scene because it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 funny. I mean, he's just his attitude is just so. I, I really establishes the character's attitude. Like, he, this guy does not give a fuck. Yeah. And yeah. I like it because it's kind of, in a way, playing. You know, against his, you know, silver, the Henry Silva stone face never smiles. He smiles all the time in this. It's not a nice smile, but he does smile. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. His his reputation is like stone, like stone cold killer in most movies, yeah. right? And here he's like, here's a stone cold killer, but it's not. He's, he's not to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we get some more establishments with uh, Luca. We see his estranged girlfriend, wife. And their lovely adorable child who just overcame some mysterious illness and I'm sure will survive for the entirety of the film. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Come on. No, 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 never. No. That scene is ridiculous. I like how the mom is like, we don't want we don't I don't want your money, but I'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's really good in this as well, the the estranged wife. Yeah, she's fantastic. Like, yeah, again, everybody in this movie, very good. 
Um, yeah, you get the impression that you know there was something there, but now she is just done with him and his lifestyle of being a pimp. This we haven't mentioned this. Luca Canali, I think, is an amazing character. I mean, he is. He's a pimp. He's like a a sleazy pimp. He mm. headbutts people all the time, but he's quite admirable, really. And uh, I don't know something about him. He seems to have. He seems to have some kind of code. Yeah, that he follows, and he you don't see him roughing up his women. I mean, one of them gets a slap. Okay, but well, compared to most movie pimps. Yes, um, absolutely. Yes, and he also takes care of them, you know, as like when he roughs up those guys too. Uh, so, like, I'm not defending him; he's a bad person. <laughs> but <laughs> in a film full of bastards, he's the least bastardly. Yes, that's fair enough. He's the most trustworthy, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you find Silva. My one of my favorite scenes in the film is when. Uh, Silva and Strode then go to the, the local mafia and mm-hmm. just treat them like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, again, another good actor in this, I think, is is Adolf Celli as the local trick crime boss, Don Trasoldi, who has uh, basically has to look after these two and who you find out later is the one that really stole the money and framed uh, Luca Canali. Yeah, because they have to go kill this pimp because they think the pimp stole like stole some heroin and sold it, or stole them, or took money from a drug deal. There's mm-hmm. heroin involved. That's why it's called the Italian connection because the French connection. Um, yeah, they just copied yeah, the. Um, you know, there was two. There was also the Sicilian connection released in Italy around this time as well. Totally. There was also film. the pol- the uh, police connection, which came out the same year in America as the, this movie <laughs> <laughs> was playing. I saw a, a newspaper ad for both films side by side. Okay. Uh, which must be very confusing at the time. Um, but they, they, just, they just treat them like shit. And I don't think... The, they never find out that the, that, uh, the Don stole the money. We they find do. Out. They, they do. do. Um, Luca Canali phones, phones them up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they don't care. Yeah. They've got their job to do. And in fact, I think this is, this, this is part of this, the cynicism of the film. The mafia don't care who stole the money. They just want to make that send that message of this is what happens if you steal from us. Yeah, it's whether point. or not he's the guy that actually stole from them or not is of no import. Because everybody else thinks that he stole from them, so they have to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they talk down to the local mafia. They go to this nightclub, <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> that fucking waiter. Um, yeah, yep. You've got um, representation there. I mean, he's a horny slut, so I guess I do. Um, <laughs> who likes older men? So hey, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, he's the, I, I, Italians' representation of of gay men in the '70s. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, but I always like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it is queenie bitches. Like this guy That's is it. just yeah. the queeniest queen who ever queened, um, mm-hmm. and. Like, what's he look like? Oh, he's my type. Like, we get it, dude. Okay. Um, he's not going to call you. Um, I don't understand why Henry Silva throws money. Does he, is he trying to get that one girl who's dressed like a Smurf to fuck him? He's throwing... He just. He, this is what he's getting told by the boss. You know, go over there, throw money oh, around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is yeah. what he does. He does it in the club. He, he, he go and see some prostitutes to try and find the pimp. And he does the same, throws money around. Like um, I, I like yeah. how his the quest to find this pimp is like a very convoluted adventure game. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pimp, it's like pimp quest. Um, well, exactly. I, I mean, it's really the local mob boss's job to get him, and he says, "We'll get you, Luca Canali. Don't worry, he's just a pimp." But they also have a little go in trying to find him, which basically involves going to a club and going mm-hmm. to go and see a load of some prostitutes. Yeah, I like in the extended version he gives that money to that one girl. And you see a little bit of this in this in this version. She immediately gives the money to a friend. And I think the implication is he's gonna go buy drugs. Right. Like within uh, five seconds. He just wow. he his he's just dancing. She gives him this money, his eyes light up a Christmas tree, and he literally runs up the stairs skipping steps. Like, I'ma go <laughs> get heroin. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's quite a dark film, isn't it, really? It, you yeah, because it, it feels quite light maybe it's not particularly grim i think that's fair to say but yeah just crime is everywhere and fear is everywhere i think you know fear is the is the big theme in this film as well and and also how kind of fear and terror can can backfire on you which we're going to see with them yeah and i think you're right it like it is like you were talking about how italy is kind of fucked up at the time Mm -hmm. and uh it's I think for me watching it now, like I had none of that context because I'm a stupid American in 2013, li- 2023 living in Japan. So I know nothing about 1970s Italy. And it's so stylish yeah. that the grim nature of it doesn't really present itself well because you're looking at every, every, everyone's dressed so amazingly. The music's fantastic. The direction is so over the top that when you, you the, but then you think about it, like, yeah, everyone in this movie is either miserable or a drug addict or a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Not a happy That's time. They're, they're ruled by fear. They have to do everything the local Don says. And the Don, local Don is terrified of the, the American mob and these two hitmen that have come over. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all but sad people. But the local Don does find Luca pretty easy. Yes, yes, these henchmen do. And these henchmen make a big mistake at this point because they decide, for no reason, to slap Luca Canali around. Um, <laughs> all, he, all they have to do is get him somewhere, call the yeah. hitmen, and I'll come and take care of him. But they decide yeah. to slap him around. And uh, Mario Adorf, Luca Canali, puts the head on them, as we say in Scotland. He beats he the shit out of them. He does beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he beats the shit out of him, calls Don Vito, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then in something I've never seen in a film, <laughs> headbutts the phone to pieces. Yeah. Right off the wall. That's pretty rad. <laughs> I was impressed. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Almost big forehead. Like yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like much of a bruiser. He looks, you know, he's kind of stocky, you know, like a what we call a spiv in in Britain. You know, he got the greased back hair, but yeah, he can he can throw a head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks pretty intimidating to me. He's a, he's a thick man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's not that's not wrong coming out of my mouth, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not wrong there either. But anyway, the tight pants. He beats sales, guys. And then probably my favorite scene in the movie, other than the taste scene, mm-hmm. 
is when Silver and Strode show up to that to that warehouse. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. just treat everyone like shit. Yeah, uh, that's like they fucked the up. Balls. Yeah, yeah, they treat Don Vito like shit. They treat his, his underlings like shit. They're like these guys fucked up, and once their wounds heal, they're gonna forget the fear and it won't matter. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Um, and he they basically intimidate Don Vito into killing his own men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the hitman shoot the shoot them in the knees first. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh Trisoli shoots them both. The, the mob boss kills them both, saying, Yeah, it's a what, great scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really shows just how like how much control Silva and Strode have over the situation. Like yeah, they're in yeah. they're in charge. And I also like the, the, the fact it shows the local mob boss is just a total scumbag as well. It's not like these Americans oh, are coming over and corrupting the, the good, which you do get in some Italian films, that, you know, the good, honest, traditional gangsters of Italy. You know, yeah. you get it in uh, uh, Lucio Fulci's um, Contraband as well as that kind of okay. movie, which is a weird film. Um, <laughs> are you telling boring. me a Very boring yeah. what? It's boring, it's complicated, and incredibly gory. So, are you, But you're telling me there's a faulty film that has pacing issues and it's strange? <laughs> I've never heard of such. It's also got melting faces, though. So I guess a big recommendation for me. Melting faces? Yep. Oh, I thought you said feces. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see that. No. Okay. Melting <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Um, so now I think at this point, Luca wants to jump town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to a mechanic to buy a gun. So that's why I get my guns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another great fight scene. Uh, I like how much that mechanic hates him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he, Luca doesn't kill him. He doesn't, he doesn't kill Luca because there's no point. But the mechanic's like, get out of here. I hope Don Vito kills you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. It's like he yeah. really hates him. Uh, yeah. The real sense in this bit of that the whole town is turning against him. You know, the yeah. word is out on this guy. Yeah, because like he goes to see a pro- one of his prostitutes wants nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. And like she, they, they offered me money. I turned it down, but now I might take it. Like, the, like nobody wants any. He has one friend. He goes to see one friend who we discussed earlier. Is played by Uli Lamel, who is the director of the Boogeyman, Boogeyman, the 1980 video nasty. Uh, that friend seems like it's going to help him, but that backfires later. Like everybody mm-hmm. is against this dude. He's he's the one who's kind of helping him, and even mm-hmm. he betrays him. Yeah, and even he betrays him. Yes. So Luca knows shit's getting real. I think Don Vito threatens the family. So he does. He, yeah. Canali has no idea what any of this is about. He calls up um, oh, yeah. with the phone. He calls up the boss, and uh, he said, "No, I just want to talk." Apparently, uh, there's a prostitute complaining that you weren't giving her her cut, and um, Luca's not falling for that. And then the boss threatens his family. Yeah, but you're right. I forgot about that. Luca has no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like he never stole the money. He never stole the money. I think he un- he knows his lot in life. He's a medium pimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like he 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 has no aspiration to be some big gangster. 
he's not a complete scumbag. He's just kind of slumming it as this mediocre pimp. Yeah. And then his like, world completely... Him. What was that? I think you get the impression that, you know, he likes what he does, but he loves his family as well. He loves his daughter anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting on with and, that, I suppose. Yeah, he loves, his, he loves his daughter, but oh well. Um, yeah. He goes to get his daughter and his wife, girlfriend, whatever. Um, they murder the fuck out of them. <laughs> yep. Run them right over with a little van. Uh, the little European vans that are adorable. Um, yeah. Yes. And that kid is dead. Dead of the yep. shit. And then you get an amazing chase sequence. <laughs> yeah. Look at Canali. That's it for him. He's he's now going to embark on the one of the greatest car chases I've ever seen. Really? That you think it's that good? I think it's really good. It's yeah. just the length of it, the ridiculousness of it. You know, it's not. Yeah, there's other ones which are bigger and flashier, even in Italian films. But yeah, this there's one point in this when I was shouting, "Yeah, this what, is what? it. This is this is now a must-watch film." What's the, what point is that? That's the bit where uh, <laughs> Luca Canali headbutts through the windshield of the moving van to get <laughs> the killer. <laughs> this is I, this is yeah. This isn't I even like, the in. This isn't even the same van because there's already been crashes and running and yeah. then more carjacking and then yeah. They throw it's a guy good. in a pool. Um, I like it when that truck just plows through the other truck. Yeah, yeah, it, by the banks of the river. Yeah, it dissolves. <laughs> like that's my. I like vehicular mayhem. Like yes. that's one of my yeah. go-to. It's like this. I want to see cars. I want to see real cars blow up. Definitely, absolutely, yeah. love yeah, it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, uh, I grew that, up on the Dukes of Hazard. I remember, and yeah, one of my earliest memories <laughs> is vehicular mayhem. I was trying to explain to my boyfriend why Dukes of Hazard is canceled. Um, it's basically just the flag. It's the, yeah, but it's everywhere. It's <laughs> I know, but it's not racist. The, the, the I mean, thing it's, is, it's cool. It's, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the storylines are not racist, but the, but the iconography is yes yeah. yes yes just take the roof of the car off well fine. it's also called it's also the do you remember the name of the car oh yeah the general lee <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that's yeah. that too it's okay the car, the car is racist the rest of it are fine <laughs> the car is racist. i'm just gonna take that quote out of context anyway um racist cars i hate them um, so then there's that, that chase scene, Luca fucking sieves that dude. Yep. Yep. Stabs him right against a, a train carriage. Skewers him into the carriage, I think. Yeah. 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 By the, in, in, through the neck. Mm-hmm. The guy's yeah. hanging it's, up. You want from that car chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great sequence. And that, you know, to be honest, after that, everything else is just kind of, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but but that sequence is so good. Um, so, but although Luca then showing up to Don Vito's place and murdering the fuck out of all of them, yeah, that's great. I think that's a really good scene with him and um, and the boss. Good people bit. Um, yeah. to sneak in, kills the guy with the giant nose. Yeah, who looks like like Abe Vigoda's ugly cousin. And then yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 conversation with the Vito is really good too. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he tells them that I'm the one that stole the money, but you know, I know, I know now what kind of man you are. So you should come into business with me. You know, yeah, we can, we can make something of this town. Nope. 
but, uh, he's killed his daughter. So no, no, nope, going nope. back. Uh, kills him. Calls Silva and Strode uh, to set up the finale, and then you yeah. get. The- I explained to them that look, you don't have to kill me. He did it. I went no. Well, meet us, meet us here, and we'll discuss it. And he knows yeah, discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great shootout. There's a junkyard. The junkyard. That poor kitten. But um, a kitten gets shot, and also so does uh, Eva. Eva gets run over because for some reason, because she's incredibly underwritten. Uh, and she shouts to Luca Canale, they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. And she gets yeah. no, I think no reason for it, yes. Um, okay, we should say, I don't think that kitten's really killed. The kitten is not actually killed. It's not yes, one of those yes. Italian films. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I want to, uh, because if there was, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. No, um, no, 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 me neither. No, the, the kitten is very obviously fake killed. Yes, but it's, it's quite funny. This guy, he's looking at you. Okay, it's a really nice scene. It must have just been a kitten in the junkyard that came up to the actor. Yeah, and they've just had to leave it in, but it will not leave him alone during the middle of this gunfight. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to shoot it away while he's at least shitting at the hitmen. And the that kitten sure. likes big, thick Italian men. You know, yeah, <laughs> can't blame him. It's fine. Um, but yeah, again, is it suddenly covered in red paint and it's dead? But it's fine. It's it, it's totally. It's obviously okay. Don't worry. Uh, there, there are so many good, unique little set pieces in this in this fight. There's Woody Strode trying to topple a car under him. Uh, yeah, and him getting it right on his shoulder. Looks yeah. Like definitely looks yeah, that he was gnarly. Um, but of course, the, the actual finale of it is the crane game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is the poster. Um, yeah, yeah. I've well, played you, a lot. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You played this before. I've not, I never do it. It's a mugs game. I'm not doing it. Well, you got to know how to... In, in, so it's a, not to get off topic, but, you know, crane... So they kill... He kills Henry Silva by grabbing him with a giant crane. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not sure how he kills him by that, but he's dying anyway. Yeah. Well, because, I think the, the pressure of it, maybe? Doesn't, it looks like there's plenty of space in there. Blood loss. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blood loss. Blood loss is what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he totally ruins that amazing shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goddamn shame because that shirt, I mean, I'm sure it's 120% polyester, mm-hmm. um, but that's a good pattern. And yeah, he kills him and then the end. <laughs> that's it. We don't even know if Luca Canale dies or not. Yeah. You you kind of get the idea what's the point either way. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah, again, kind of like nihilistic, very, very brutal. Like you said, it's just kind of like all hope is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now I'm sad. This movie has a reputation. You know, we mentioned that Tarantino likes this movie and likes this director. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jules and Vincent, yes, they are Silva and Strode. Well, yeah, kind I of. Mean, I mean, yeah. Vincent's a bit more, um, sorry, Jules is a bit more, you know, talkative than, yeah. <laughs> than I can't remember. I think it's Frank. I think uh, Strode is Frank in this, isn't he? Yeah, it's I think Frank uh, and, uh, Strode, yeah, Strode is Frank. Yeah, Frank Webster. Yeah. Yeah. But there's even the bit about, um, you know, John Travolta's character going to Europe in Pulp Fiction. You're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think a lot of this directed with DeLeo. DeLeo's DeLeo's films were huge influence on on Tarantino. I mean, I mean, very obviously. Um, And Tarantino would have had a chance to see this movie because this movie played in American theaters. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I found some uh, newspaper ads. I found a review. Oh, great. Uh, I'm going to read some highlights of this not happy review. This was from the Pittsburgh Press in 1973. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Press, by the way, no longer exists. Review was written by a Robert Stearns. Uh, Let's see. He says there's something for everyone in the Italian connection. It, uh, let's see. Despite stilted dialogue and extremely poor dubbing, which make the pixel ponderous, Mario Andorf makes most of his role. And and he, he does like parts of it, but he does say it's, it's excessively brutal. The Italian connection earned its R rating with shock language, violence, and some nudity, all done in bad taste. Yeah. Wow. Get so, on the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good quote. Uh, he also spoils the entire film in the review. Well, I oh, and here's a great, so it has a pic of uh, Luciana Paluzzi. It says, Luciana Paluzzi, Italian guide. And then it says, Mario Adolf uses his head. Nice. <laughs> and in case you were wondering, this played in Pittsburgh up against uh, Last Tango in Paris. Um, right. Uh, the, spook who sat, the spook who sat by the door. Uh, Charlie Vark, which is an amazing film. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. Oh, that movies. That's to be on this podcast soon. Um, okay. Walking Tall, Westworld, um, Heavy Traffic, and apparently a lot of pornography. Way to go, Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> wow, that, that, theater, that theater was still open when I lived there 20 years ago. So that movie had, that theater had a good run. That, that, that porn theater yeah. had a good run. Yes. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it had a it had a good run in theaters here. I don't know how, how much money it made. You can't get those kind of figures for that these kind of movies. But no. it was showing in theaters for a long time in America, over a year. Um, well, it was often. Good. Well, I'm sorry. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. It was on a lot of double bills. It was on double bills with 99 Women, uh, and more often with Capone and Dillinger because duh. Yeah, uh, you put those together, and then. It was on TV, from what I could tell, looking at newspapers, it was on TV a lot. Oh, really? I'm in the surprised. late 70s, which is probably what Tarantino saw it. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And a lot of it, it was on TV like everywhere in like 78 to 80. It's like all hey, the time. He may have seen it in the cinema. I'm reading his book at the moment, so he was he was going to the cinema quite a lot around that yeah. time. Yeah. A ton, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm sure a lot of people... I. I the idea of this kind of movie being on broadcast TV. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I like it. This must and, be the version they've got on YouTube, which has obviously got the, the, the more violent bits cut. Though the, 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 the violence is on the YouTube version, it's it's the nudity. Yeah. Ah, yeah, of course. That's gone. There's no, there's no, and even then it has, what's her name? It has Eva in her see-through top. Yes. There's some, there's some, there's some boobies, <laughs> but there's no lower half. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I, um, I'm, I think this movie, I'm surprised I never heard of it until you recommended it. I, uh, I'm glad you did. Oh, I'm glad. I, I'm glad you liked it. Um, yes. Would you like some more recommendations for Polizio Tenci? Before I do that, right. I should rank this movie. 
rank it. Oh, yeah, on definitely. On my list. On my list. I have a list. I was shocked by how low you had Visitor, the Visitor, on your rank <laughs> last time. I, I mean, as I was talking to uh, Madeline last episode, there's like tiers of my list. And there's like great movies, good movies, mediocre mm-hmm. movies, bad movies that are entertaining, and bad movies. So the visitor is a bad movie. It's entertaining. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. I mean, it's better than Church of the Gods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, visitor is sixty-seven. This will be higher than that. Let's see. Um, okay. Let's see. So my cutoff to good is Natural Born Killers. Better than that. I, I can't stand Natural Born Killers. Just, I, oh. and I, I love most. I think it's an interesting movie. That's not very good. I can't um, even watch it. I tried to watch it again recently. And I went, oh, this is so obnoxious. It's yeah, I I I totally agree. Good soundtrack though. Um great soundtrack. Yeah. So let's see. It's better than Troll. <laughs> that's 49. Mm-hmm. Okay. Better than Stunt Rock. That's 38. Hmm. Is it better than that. running? Trenchard Smith one. I'm, sa- I'm sorry? I haven't seen that. Is that a Trenchard Smith one? Yes, it is. It's good. It's a, it's a, it's a good that's that's that is objectively a bad film, but I've seen it 25 times. Um okay. It's ooh, this is gonna go pretty high probably. Let me think. Um All right. hmm. I would say you know what? I'm gonna put it right next to another one of yours. Uh, I'm gonna say it is twenty-two now. Okay. Right after your vice is a locked door and I have the key. Oh, that's nice and high. Wow. Yeah, well I like it a lot. It's I I liked it, you know, honestly, I like this more the second time. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, I think you do. You get more. You you know what you're expecting. There's not yeah. stuff that's you know going to surprise you anymore. Well, yeah, not in a, bad, in a good way. Yeah. So just for everyone at home, that means you can find this list on my letterbox page. But that means this movie is better than uh, Enter the, uh, the Last Dragon, Driver, Manhunter, and Erg. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it's not as good as Twins of Evil, Revenge of the Ninja, Psycho Two, and Twisted Sisters. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'll- I mean, I like too long. Yeah, those are all great films, you know. Uh, also, um, *The Vendetta Ninja* also a mob film. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize the dentist. Columbo's dentist is the bad guy in *Revenge of the Ninja*. I just, I just, I, I realized <laughs> that when I was watching Columbo last night, which is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, recommend me. So like again, this is a genre I know shit about. Yeah. So, well, I was going to give you another five that I really like. And okay. I think give me, give me, give me five. I would say, well, we've mentioned that I've mentioned that a few times. Milan Caliber Nine, the film before this, it's got, uh, oh, and I can never remember the actor's name, but he was in Godfather part two. He is the, um, he is the black hand boss that a young Robert De Niro, the young Vito Corleone kills. Um, I'm gonna destroy all my film credit and say I've never seen Godfather Two. Well, you should. Well, okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what else? He's the star of it, and he and tell you what, this will make you watch it. He's he reminds me of an Italian Jason Statham. I mean, that's my other type. So you you did a good. I mean, if you were to send an Italian Peter Cushing, I would watch it right now. <laughs> but an Italian Jason Statham was also very good. Anyway. Um, anyway, that's just a really good crime film. Mario mm-hmm. Adolf is in that as well as a as a total scumbag. Uh, it's a brilliant film, and again, it's Delio, and again, it's based on a short story or, or a few short stories by uh, Giorgio Cherubinenko. Okay, 
That's one. Mm. Number two. Oh, God. Uh, Highway Racer by Stalvio Massi. Okay. Um, I'm typing these now to add them to my watch list. Highway Racer. Highway Racer. Mm. Okay. The best car chases. It's better than that. Well, probably better than this one. And it's certainly got more of them as well. It's got insane car chases. I'm I'm all about quantity for car chases. I mean, quality is good, but if you give me a lot of them, I'm usually pretty happy. Yeah. This is called Highway Racer. Yeah, so it's fucking and, better. Does, does it have the song it, Highway Star in it? It does not have the song Highway Star. Zero stars. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just, that's a cop versus a versus a gang of, of top drivers. So it's mostly, it's basically Fast and the Furious, but better. Okay, cool. And that's great. I like that movie too. So anyway, okay, what else? It, um, I would say a, one that's written by Fernando DeLeo, but directed by Reguero Diodato. Uh, it's also got possibly the best title, Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. <laughs> I, 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 I make a very inappropriate drop, but I won't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man, 1976. 1976. That, that's kind of a piss take. It's also got Adolf Chelian as well as the, the police okay. commissioner. But it's like, it's so over the top. It's almost like, it, I think it's a parody of a lot of these films because okay. they're just, yeah, it's, it's very funny. Um, All right. I would say another one I've mentioned before with Henry Silva as a police commissioner, uh, directed by Umberto Lenzi, starring Thomas Millian, uh, Almost Human, where okay. he plays a total scumbag who, uh, yeah, gets hunted down by the police. These Just all have a, amazing a, posters. They do. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> now, the, the fifth one, I had a note over here, but I can't find it anymore. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what it is. Okay. Enzo Castellari's the Big Racket, which is, I think, one I, I recommended to you before, which has got Fabio Testi in it as a, a, a mm. policeman who can't tackle the, the local gang, okay. ruining his town, and a real gang of scumbags, this lot. And him, and he joins forces with a lot of the local business owners and people that have been messed over by this gang, okay. and they decide to take them out, and it's fantastic. Okay, I'll check it out. What about the Heroin Busters? The Heroin Busters. Is that a DeLeo one as well? That is... No, that's Castellari. Castellari. I, I think I've seen that one, and it's pretty good, but not as good as The Big Racket. Okay, because I own that one. Ah. <laughs> um, and it has, it has David Hemmings in it. Um, yeah, I have seen that. That's pretty good, actually. Okay. I like, David I was, Hemmings. Who's the other guy in that? Is that got Fabio uh, Testi? Fabio Testi, well. Fabio Testi, David Hemmings. Yeah, Fabio Testi's great. Yeah. David, David no, Hemmings. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, David Hemmings of Deep Red and of Rick Wakeman's During the Center of the Earth album. <laughs> That's, I, I, I'm, I'm the only one who would make that joke, so I have to make it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great. I got some recommendations now. I, I appreciate it. I would recommend some back to you, but again, I know nothing about this genre. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to watch these now. Um, these are films I can definitely watch right now as I recover from illnesses. Uh, it's nice, you know, something that's not too heavy and brutally violent. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They're mostly available on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Even better. So there you go. Uh, they might be cut for sex, but um, you'll still get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's how they should be watched. It's basically like watching them on network TV. You know, well, I don't mind paying. I don't mind paying a $2 to rental on Amazon prime. Like if it's All a better right. version, yeah, it's, you know, they're usually pretty cheap. I don't, I'm a big fan of, of digital rental. I don't like digital ownership, but, yeah. uh, I like paying to rent a movie online. I'm totally cool with that. That I think that's a, 
couple of pounds. Why not? A couple of pounds, a couple of bucks, a couple of, you know, a few hundred yen. <laughs> you yeah. know. No point in it. That's a mug scheme. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, don't buy it in digitally. But yeah. Uh, Joe, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. As I said before. No thanks for having me on again. I really enjoyed it. Yes. And before I forget, everybody, um, I will again apologize for the schedule being a little erratic. Um, I don't want to get the details, but I've had some stuff going on. And in addition to my health stuff, I'm also moving. <laughs> so uh, still in Tokyo, just um, moving and moving in Japan. And imagine all the troubles you have with moving and you don't speak the language. Mm. So it's been, an, and you have a bad back. So it's been a hassle. So this is probably going to be the last episode of the year. So happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry New Year, Happy New Year. Um, have a good Kwanzaa. I think that's all of them. Uh, I'll be back next year. And also, I ha- I never do this, but I'm a whore for attention. So if you like this podcast <laughs> and whatever service you use to get podcasts, you know, leave a review. Uh, preferably a five-star one. <laughs> I'll be your best friend. Um, and to the people who asked recently, this podcast is not on Spotify. I know that and it never will be. So don't ask again. Uh, that's my horse. I'll die on. Hill, hill, hill. Die on a hill, not on a horse. Yeah, hill. I'm tired. Anyway, Joe. Yes. <laughs> where can people find you online? <laughs> they can find me uh, just on Twitter at Fruit of the Loom, F R O O T of the Loom, uh, where I just uh, collate people's stupid Mandela effects. Yeah, it's, a very, been... it's a very silly um, account, but yeah, good fun. Have you, uh, I think last time you were here, you were talking, people manifesting themselves, right? That was the thing. Like trying. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been any, um, uh, any, uh, what been, okay. I have two questions. One, did anybody right. think Henry Kissinger was already dead? Yes. Okay. Lots, lots of people. <laughs> people who weren't paying attention to the news. Mainly. Okay. Fact, or Twitter, or the, or the Twitter account, is Henry Kissinger dead yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So that's the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And two, have there been any other funny and/or slightly disturbing trends lately in the Mandela effect uh, oeuvre of of Reddit? It's actually been a quite quiet. Unfortunately, there's you know the, even the guy that taped the plates to his wall <laughs> to spell fruit has been off Reddit for for ages. Um, uh, well, maybe he, he maybe he manifests a new reality. <laughs> That's very very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it's been a bit quiet. But I'm still pumping away at it. Yeah, I, my, <laughs> the one that the one that broke me recently, well, not recently was I think a, a, a month ago. There was the guy who thought Susie was Jap- was Chinese. Yes. <laughs> oh. And got furious at anyone that said, "Nah, it's Japanese, mate." It's a Japanese pronunciation too. So anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Follow follow Joe on Twitter for a fun yet frustrating time. I have a new Reddit account. I said go get myself banned from that from that uh, subreddit again. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, as always, you, I'm not giving I'm not giving anyone my my Reddit account because that's why that's why I go for medical advice, and I don't want you all to know what's wrong with me. Um, but you can find me everywhere else as Lost Turntable. Uh, maybe by the time this is up, I might have a new blog post. I have one 95% written. I have to get one done because I haven't written one this year. 
and I want to keep my blog active for at le- my goal of the blog is to keep it active for at least 20 years. <laughs> and I am at year, it'll be 17 years, 16 years. So I can't stop now. Um, so I'll have one up soon with some very bizarre music and non-music. And again, Letterbox, Twitter, Blue Sky, everything. Yeah, Lost on Table. That's me. But uh, I'll be back again next year about a movie. I don't know what yet. Uh, until then, uh, everyone take care. I'll see you next time. And Joe, thanks again. Thanks. I'm going to go pass out.